Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hey, bro. What are you up to? Oh, you know, just uh, just uh, fiddling with the Unfederated website, actually. Ooh, check you out on, on brand. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, are you adding more memes? Uh, e- yes. No. Uh, just all Easter eggs, you know. Um, I the I uh, joked before, not joked before. I've said before I used to work for an accounting firm. Um, before going out on my own and helped set up the website, and I put a bunch of Easter eggs on the site, <laughs> which uh, initially what the accounting firm was meant to be like was appropriate, but um, they changed course and it became uh, not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and it stayed on there. And someone reached out to me, like, I mean, I'd been gone for like two years and they were like, Hey, we just found this thing. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Are there any others that you, and I was like, I don't remember. I'm honestly not sure. Like there were gifts on the 404 page. And then I put like a link of, for like terms and conditions in the footer. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a Rickroll, you know, cause like <laughs> who in the world is so boring that they were going to look at the terms and conditions of a me accounting firm. Yeah. Legit. That is legit. My job. I've written <laughs> numerous terms and conditions. Boring. Yeah. They're pretty terrible. And in order to write them, you usually start by reading like it's, you're like, well, I guess I'll check out what Google uses or like, you know, some really good company. And you'll find these typos in these like huge companies because one person ever read it, <laughs> you know, like they're, but yeah, in the GDPR age, those are relevant. Also, when I was editor of the yearbook senior year of high school, I <laughs> included Easter eggs. And if you were in the 2005 graduating class, you will notice tiny pictures of Fabio on at least three pages. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well done. Well done. What have you been up to? Um, we have a brewery right next to our house called Novel Strand. It's a coffee shop during the day. Um, and so I, I have a lot of friends who are neighbors and we just all kind of converged over there and hung out um, for a little bit. A lot of them have babies in different stages of being, yeah, being like, okay to be around. (laughs) Yeah. Understood. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Something I I had a parent tell me before we had our daughter, they were like, you know, like your kid's going to be awesome. Well, so we were like, we're not like, you know, we were kind of like, we weren't, uh, we waited a long time to have kids. Let's just put it that way, you know? And so we're like, um, you know, we we had mixed emotions about having kids just based on the fact that we didn't really like many other kids. (laughs) And, and one parent was like, oh yeah, everybody else's kids are terrible. Like that doesn't change. Your kid will be awesome, but everyone else's like suck. And I was like, oh, okay. That sounds like a terrible thing to say. And, you know, there's some truth there somewhere. <laughs> I have, like, I, I, all of me is like, but in your case, that's true. Because <laughs> I love my niece so much. Perhaps I'm not objective. <laughs> but, yeah. No. But I she think can be it pretty objectively terrible. is true. She's pretty great. She's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so that's what I did today. What have you been up to? 
Uh, you know, um, trying not to work this weekend. I have like a, a something that I have a project that's like right at the finish line. <laughs> And it's just like I, I've tried to get better about not working on the weekends just for a multitude of reasons. And and so it's taken a lot of restraint um, this weekend to not just finish it. That is so, annoying because your weekend would be objectively better once you finish yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. You like, you know, it's time. like I'm 5% away. So like I could I could just wrap it up. But anyway, so instead I mowed the yard for the first time in this season, which is one of those things we've talked about outsourcing stuff. And some of those things I've, I've chosen to not outsource because uh, one, the way we were raised and two, <laughs> uh, it's something that I can do where I, I actually have, I have these ridiculous headphones that are like safety headphones, you know, like you'd wear in a plant. Um, but they have a, uh, um, auxiliary jack. So like I can plug, like I can plug up my, my phone and listen to podcasts on them. So I'm sure my neighbors think I'm like the most overly self or safety conscious person on the face of the planet, but I'm, you know, I just listen to podcasts. like a respirator on and these huge, like noise groups. My, uh, what are those, uh, they make these, uh, like pants that you wear if you weed eat, you know, for like like stuff that's gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like what you'd wear when you're getting an x-ray, but like. (laughs) Lead apron. I like it. Well, you don't have to worry about that. I think your neighbors already know you're crazy. Um, I, I assume that that is the case based on everything else. Plus, if they ask, you can be like, I have to protect my ears. I'm a podcaster. And <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster. The website that you have been working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unsurprisingly, I don't talk to a lot of my neighbors. So <laughs> a lot of uh, my neighbors don't it. talk to us. <laughs> like, I mean, we rolled into a really old historic neighborhood and like immediately put in a hot tub and had an enormous party before we like before we moved a single thing in i was like let's have everybody over because we're gonna paint the whole house anyways let's have like literally every person we know over and have a kegger in this like empty house setting the tone yeah um we i didn't think about how that'd go across and it's been three years and they don't like us still (laughs) yeah we live in an area that um it's not great school, uh, public school, um, area. I said that well. And, um, you so our neighborhood, good public school, uh-huh. good learning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so most of our neighborhood is either like older folks whose kids are gone or, or older folks who never had kids. Yeah. <laughs> people, kind of, where are the people with the underperforming children? <laughs> yeah. Or, or people whose kids are so young that they haven't worried. You know, like they just had a kid and they haven't had to worry about, schools yet so um anyways so uh that's to say there's not we have like two or three neighbors we really like but most of them we have nothing in common with um so i don't have to worry about that no no pride no pride element here in the (laughs) in in my neighborhood real helpful um that's nice it's good it's good to be a good neighbor by which i mean troll next door and Uh (laughs) comment egregiously on everything yeah yeah so uh it's um it's conference season it is yeah i'm getting a lot of the pamphlets like the the postcards like the real big ones in the mail for conferences and so is my husband walker so we're we're going to one for him get this his job we just found this out they like they pay for him to attend conferences but they pay him his like 
his like as though he worked a full day every day he's at a conference he should go to many more conferences. I know. It's been like three years that he's gone to none because we didn't know that. But like he's legit making money when we go. So um, I say we because like, of course, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a free vacation. Yeah, so we're going to Boston for like a week and a couple of months. <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I follow a bunch of quote unquote influencers. I roll on Twitter and my influencers in my space are not anything like what you'd expect at the fire festival. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the opposite of that. Cause they all are like me and just stare at the screen all day. And, um, the few that have any outgoing strain of DNA in their body speak at conferences. And so, um, I've just noticed that it's like all of a sudden the season where all the hashtags are coming out, you know, and I'm like, I have to Google to figure out like, Oh, where, where's everyone at this week? You know? Yeah. That's, um, that's totally true. Like I got, and, and there's so many, I just don't respond to them, but I guess next Tuesday. <laughs> so, you know, when somebody asks you if you want to do something and you're like, I don't really want to, but then you don't like, you just don't say anything because it wasn't a real direct. Like I just got an email about it. I never really responded. But then I ran into the person and they asked me directly in person. And they were like, are you going to women who start up the startup like networking conference or whatever on Tuesday in Boulder? Boulder's like pain to get to. It's traffic is a mess and i was like oh uh i'm having appliances delivered <laughs> which is true but like not at all at the same time but like you never know when those people are going to show up so and then it was like i'm really excited about my new refrigerator <laughs> it was a really lame excuse even when i said it i don't know i might still go i don't know <laughs> it depends on when the fridge gets here <laughs> Uh, I had a client, um, call me, uh, we, we have like a weekly call scheduled, which I don't know why, um, because we only have it like maybe every other week. It's one of those things that like, it's not a great at the time. And I think it's to the point where we need to revisit whether we, whether that's needs to stay on my calendar or not. Um, but he was like, you know, we were, we were chatting very casually, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, to start off one of our calls. This is actually a couple of months ago. And he was just like, Hey, are you going to any conferences this year? And I was like, um, you know, I hadn't planned on it. Tried to go to one last year. It didn't work out. And, um, he was like, conferences just changed the way I do business. I mean, like, like it was, it was sweet, right? Like it was, like it was a very honest, like, Hey, this is the thing that helps me level up my business. And he was like, I really encourage you to try to go to some. And, and he was like, I'm actually going to like the best one I go to is next week on the other side of the country. I think you should go. <laughs> it's like, well, that's, that's easy to say no to. <laughs> go next year. <laughs> Cause like, I don't think there's any way that I'm going to be able to make it to San Diego Thursday. <laughs> so anyways, but his point is totally valid. And, and so I, I thought it'd be a good thing for us to talk, talk about because, uh, we used to get, you know, I used to go to, I guess two different ones when, um, I was employed and, uh, that was okay. You know, we have like booths at them and stuff. And I, I certainly have strong thoughts on like how that might be done differently, <laughs> for, uh, for my business, but, um, more, booths, but really, more, more bo pamphlets. yeah, big, bigger booths, okay. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger booths. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like even at our agency, it was like, which, you know, whatever, 15 people, um, you know, our booth was like next to the MailChimp booth, (laughs) which was like eight times the size and had like things hanging from the ceiling. And and they were handing out like phone chargers and stuff. Yeah, phones, like like iPhones. Um, Yeah, so there's a, you know, a a wide range of... uh, (laughs) Do you remember iPad minis, which was like a terrible idea, and then how everybody just would give them away all the time for like a year? And maybe it's still happening. That's the kind of thing where it was like, well, we're auctioning off an iPad mini. And it was like, well, that's just an under-functioning phone. So... (laughs) Thankfully, the AirPods came out and everyone's like, a cheaper thing we can give away that's like, you know. Um, The iPad mini actually just got a big update from Apple that was announced last week. Um, Are people using that? The people that use them love them. Why? Uh, I think they're just, I think it's all a matter of how you use them. I think they're just like an e-reader, you know, that's like Like a a little bit like. Church stuff, Kindle. Yeah, a, fan, a, a Kindle with more capabilities, really. You know, um, they can hold it in one hand. Like, it, you know. <laughs> if yeah. that's like one of the top priorities, that's relatively <laughs> easy to meet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, too, like them for their kids. They seem to be like a good kid size, which I've noticed with my daughter who holds like a, what, a 9.7 inch iPad, like three inches from her face. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> It's like you're in an IMAX movie right now. Like hold it <laughs> further away. So I, I can kind of see those two use cases and the the one they had, I don't think has been updated since the yeah. reference you're making. They're giving it away. Since everyone um, received them in a raffle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That makes sense. The kid thing makes sense. Um, all right. So you are going to like you're revisiting the concept of conferences and the usefulness thereof. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I I had two thoughts and being asked for my client um, and love your thoughts on, on these two things. It, there seems like there's directions, right? There's uh, classes of conferences that I should consider. Um, and I'm trying to speak to this like a little more vaguely, not to be secretive, but the, for a broader application, but there's like the conferences for the Robs. <laughs> there's like where I'm going to be in a, like a, a, you know, ballroom full of me's. <laughs> and like those have value from the standpoint of like, I'm hearing the people that I follow on Twitter up on a stage talking about, you, you know, the kind of the latest and greatest trends of what I do at a very, like very specific level, you know, like case studies that like no one else in the world would care about unless you do what I do, you know, and super applicable, hard to find that information, you know, um, I suppose that it's available online, but not at the same level or, um, granularity as at a conference. And then, then the second type of conference is like, if I can find an offshoot, you know, like if I could find like when I worked for the construction company, there used to be like this construction conference that um, we would go to every year. And like there were one or two marketing people there, you know, like not everyone there had a had a huge need for marketing, you know, like the company I worked for hardly ever did any marketing. Um, but like that is it was a, you know, uh, a big fish, small pond 
kind of kind of scenario where um, you go super niche, but if you know if you're a freelancer and you have a niche, like holy crap, how can you be around like you know a hundred contractors and and it just be like three competitors? You, you know um, what a huge opportunity that is. And so, anyways, I'd you know trying to think of because they're not cheap. I mean, certainly on on a freelancer's budget, you know, I mean, like it seems like. Twelve to fourteen hundred dollars is about what you'd pay for a solid conference, you know, plus travel and hotel and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so like if you can make a trip out of it and it's cool, great. Like you know, that's what I tried to do last year, but it didn't quite work out. But um, outside of that, like you know, budgeting for that sort of thing is something I hadn't really considered uh, for this year, and you know, which Avenue or maybe a little of both makes sense. Um, is also, I think an interesting question. Yeah, I, um, I would agree with you there. I have always taken the, the like approach that it's best to be the only one of something wherever you are. Um, and a lot of times that's like the only woman <laughs> in my field, you know, um, certainly when I started out, I used to go to this intellectual property and of course, which was mostly just patent attorneys. And it was a long time ago. Now it's relatively like, um, the last time I went, I was like, there are a lot of women here. That's great. But when I went there, there were like two women and certainly no young women. And so it was really easy to network. Everybody remembered who you were and like, you know, whatever. Um, ideally that's not the case. And instead you're just like the only lawyer, the only whatever. Um, but I think what you're saying, you're like, it's just, that's just spinning. You know, you're always the only one of something wherever you are, you know, like you just have to figure out what that is and play it up. Um, so whether that's like really commonly, I uh, network with this group of people who are in-house attorneys um, so they, they're like general counsel for companies. And so I'm the only one of the solo small firm there. Um, so I think about that with conferences, but then the point of a conference is like to learn stuff. So, you know, but like the solo, the in-house counsel space is really interesting for you because a lot of them outsource some work to you, I assume. So it's like great networking, but probably not a lot of like, peers that you could refer work to or like people that understand the challenges of your business per se. Yeah. That, that scene is a little tricky too, because they're a little bit, um, they're used to being hit up by private, uh, practice attorneys for work. So there's this kind of like, I don't know, like they're the pretty girls in the room and they're like (laughs) a little bit tired of being talked to the in-house attorneys. Um, And so I always try to be really genuine and like not at all because that's that's not my goal. I mean, usually I'm talking to somebody who's like in-house for Excel Energy or something. They're so enormous. There's no chance I will ever like uh, get or really want to get a book of business from them. But, you know, they're just good people to know. And it's like anybody who asks them for a referral, I'm on their mind and stuff like that. Um, so I try to like really downplay the salesmanship in those situations because they're just so sick to it. Um, but I just like in the exact opposite of what I'm just saying, I just registered for a solo and small business firm uh, conference that's up in the springs in the summer. So I'm going to be um, amongst 
all of the Sarahs, I guess. <laughs> okay. Is it for attorneys or just any anybody doing business solo? Uh, for attorneys only. So, you know, um, and the reason I registered for it was there. So when I went out on my own, I quit my job like August 1st, I think was my last. Yeah. No, I quit my job August 1st. And then I worked basically two weeks um, notice. And then I got married, as you know, August 13th, you were there. Um, so I quit my job like two weeks, less than two weeks before I got married. Um, and then on August 15th, there was like a hanging out your shingle CLE on how to start your own law firm. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. <laughs> Cause I have nothing else to do. And I'm very scared. And I went like religiously took notes and I still get a lot of referrals from that three years ago. Um, just because, you know, people who are in small firms tend to refer a lot of work around and because a lot of them are doing like criminal justice or personal injury. So there weren't a lot of business lawyers present. So I thought maybe the same would uh, pan out for a bigger version of the same event where, you know, it, it seems like, you know, business law is a little harder to do as as a solo, like, um, traditionally people have bigger shops doing bigger business law and um there's more people doing personal injury and criminal defense and stuff like that so um or family law so um for whatever reason there's a lot of good potential referrals yeah that's i mean that's super interesting and and i think some of i think when i think about the two avenues i i see like the pros and cons of each, like, but more specifically, like it's more of a matter of what you're looking to get out of it. You know, um, if it's community, if it's like camaraderie, you know, then there's a good path for that. And, and then if it's business, it's kind of a, a different situation. The, the conference we used to go to when I was at the agency was in Chicago and it was for internet retailers. And we had an agency that did digital marketing for, internet retailers. So, uh, us and, you know, 48 other agencies, just like us, we all had booths and people walked around and like the times that we went, like I just, the more, you know, and I was working a booth, uh, the more meaningful interactions I had with folks were like just complete ha happen chance, you know, like, um, there's a particular brand who uh, makes these uh, incredible backpacks and I own one and I was walking around and like the, the founder of the company came up and was like, Hey, <laughs> nice bag, you know? And uh, it, like, like, like you couldn't make all that happen, you know, like that's just one of those things that, uh, that, that happens to be. And, and so like we ended up having some calls and, and, you know, that was probably one of the warmer leads that we took from the conference just from this, you know, really random run in. And, um, but there were other parts of that conference that were beneficial, you know, like seeing, the different players in our space and how they're presenting themselves. Like, I mean, market research one-on-one, like just walk around and, and just act stupid and walk up to a bunch of your competitors booths and just like, you know, uh, get some good Intel. And then, uh, there was a lot of vendors that, that we could recommend to our clients or that we needed to be using, you, you know, like, um, software as a service kind of providers that were all right there. And, and that was beneficial. Um, but you spend most of your time in your booth or doing your thing and, and you've got to like carve out time for some of those ancillary, you know, value props. Yeah. I, 
I think it's tricky if you haven't been to a conference before to know which one it's going to be. Like if, like your point about market research is really good. I think that's like the the worst case scenario is that you go to a conference and you're like, everyone is offering exactly what I offer. So I hope the content is good, and I guess I can just scope out the competitors. Um, you know, I think that's the worst case, and then best case is like, oh, I actually fit in really uniquely here and <laughs> have a good way to uh, participate. Like in the hanging out at Shingle CLE, you know, we were all the same. We were lawyers starting our own law firms, but I was the only one doing business stuff. That's like perfect. That was a great scenario. <laughs> but I have another one I'm going to because I got asked that there's like legit no reason for me to go to this. There's a conference in Canada. So that's the reason. I've never been to Canada. And uh, a client and mentor, great referral source for me, asked me to go to a conference. And I was like, yep. <laughs> I'm not going even as a lawyer. I'm going as like a like participant in her company so, like, and I don't even know what they're like the focus it's a technology focused com- uh, conference it's like four days so I mean I'm not going to be really networking for clients and I like, I don't really none of the content's going to necessarily apply to me so I don't know what I'm doing there other than just solidifying that contact really well yeah, but you might be one of the few attorneys there that has the experience with that internet or that tech, tech startup, you know, that like is around to talk and, and speak from firsthand experience that you're even there representing that company, you know, um, even though it's not like, hey, this is our this is our counsel, Sarah. It's just like uh Sarah's cool to hang out with him. She's friendly. So we asked her. Yeah. <laughs> we were just looking for somebody who's like, and I'm a very small <laughs> investor in the company. So I like, I guess they were like, well, you're an investor and you're really outgoing. Um, so I get to wear the t-shirt and walk around. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll go and maybe nothing like worst case scenario. It's just good cementing of that relationship. And probably there's some other angle that will make more sense when I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Does does your mentor that invited you, does she know about your uh, short career stint as a booth girl? <laughs> <laughs> she does not know about the one night only in which I was a Jack Daniels girl um, <laughs> for the tank top. <laughs> so. That, that- <laughs> that was one that was one thing in the conference we went to in Chicago that like over the like four year stretch that we went, like that became a thing where all of a sudden all these nerdy internet retailer people were walking around and and then some of the booths all of a sudden had booth girls. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so uncomfortable to watch the interactions. That's you know? so funny. That's it. They do that on, on that Kimmy Schmidt show. She she's like she has no idea what the product is, and she's like the booth girl is just um, trying to be engaging to all the nerds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um it's not unlike being a shot girl, but the shots kind of sell themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be exhausting potentially, and I guess I mean. I could prove a lot of value to the company and maybe that would be, you know, useful to me. Um, but that's like the opposite of what you should do. Like you should pretty much never like pay for or go to a conference that (laughs) you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. 
you like to travel. It's a, like you're good friends with this person that has invited you. Like it's more of just like a getaway as much as it is a getaway where your feet hurt really badly. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, yeah, I don't know. Conferences to me a little bit, um, have like a church camp thing to them. Okay. What do you, yeah. what do you think about that? Oh yeah, I can see that. Everyone gets super excited yeah. and then you get home and then like you just yeah. stick that huge pile of business cards in your desk. And yeah, like, like nothing <laughs> ever happened. Yeah, You keep doing exactly what you're doing before. <laughs> yeah. Like there's all this like super, I'm going to change the world. Oh my gosh, this is revolutionizing the way I'm going to do things. And then you're like, well, Microsoft Office failed me. So I have to reboot my computer. <laughs> the reality it's hard. Um, so I'll ask this, um, all of the nerd, um, like tech folks, like, um, Apple people, uh, the guys like Bradley who were on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, but no, the pundits that are talking about Apple stuff all the time, there's, there's a big event that was just announced for June, like, um, and everyone's like making their plans to go be at this event. And the, like, it seems from hearing this, and this is a, this is obviously a significant conference, but um, that there's like more and more ancillary events all around it. Like everything from like live recording of a, of a podcast that I really enjoy. That's like taking place one night during the conference to like um, a lot of the vendors are having parties, you know, like in, in different like evening kind of festivities where you can really go like 24 seven for, for days, if you wanted to, um, what's been, uh, do you have experience with some of those ancillary gatherings and, and what has been your experience with those? Oh yeah. So that's, I prefer the ancillary part. I mean, because you're not like, if you're there to meet people, you're not really doing anything during, for instance, Denver startup week is a really big deal here. And, um, it has 24 seven events basically. Like, um, I went to, an axe throwing event last year or the year before that started at like nine forty five PM. Um so So like so like the book of Acts, like harkening back to <laughs> church camp. Just throw in the book of Acts. It's the smallest book and so it's the easiest to chuck. Yeah, like legit hatchets. Um they're not actually axes, they're hatchets. Um but yeah, axe throwing. So um, I went to that at like 9.45 and everybody had been drinking at all these events first. <laughs> and I met some guy who was like, I figured out that the drink tickets they use at all these things are just green, like regular coupons you can get from Party City. And then he like opened up his backpack and was like, so I went and bought some. <laughs> just this huge jumbo roll of them. And I was like, I'm not saying no to that. So got like a handful of those. And then they worked at all of the ancillary events. <laughs> so um, it was great because you could like loop in and like buy somebody a drink for a ticket, um, which is terrible. That was terrible. I only did it like once or twice. Um, so, cause I'm sure it throws off their numbers, but, um, uh, anyways, um, those events are really fun. That's where I think the, the more like the memorable activity, I think bonds you with people in a way better way than just the same old thing over and over again. Like I try to do the memorable thing because it's interesting, but then I will like people I'll run into people all the time that are like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since paintball, you know? And 
they wouldn't say i haven't seen you since that time we were at that one wine bar you know <laughs> right right yeah I'm, I'm trying to think through like you know if you're a freelancer you're getting started and you don't have a budget for this sort of thing but it's it certainly is beneficial yeah. and go to party um, city yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> those events are like i mean they they were all free like denver startup week i think the whole thing is free yeah. Well, and I'm thinking even some of these bigger conferences, if if it's one that's of a certain size where those events are happening in the night, you could almost like go just skip the actual conference or and like do all the other extra stuff, depending on what you're looking to get out of the conference. Um, and I wonder, too, and, and I've, I've never like I have no firsthand experience with this. So maybe if someone has and wants to let us know, like um, like, you know, as the uh, sporting events, like big tournaments, like uh, March Madness, you know, um, when your team loses, you like sell your tickets as you're like leaving town, you know, and the tickets are still good for the next couple of days, right? Like, does that happen in the conference world? Like, do I, do I go for the first day or two? And then like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to stay the whole week. So I'm like leaving. Can I get like Craig's lanyard <laughs> like, and, and, and go back in as Craig? You know, like, I, I'm wondering if there's like a secondary market for, for those passes that, that would allow you a day of, of just like getting in and walking around. If you're already there going to some of the extra, curricular stuff like you know what the heck yeah i mean a lot of times when you're like participating because i my office is downtown and it's not uncommon that like you know you'll decide last second to go to that thing that was on your calendar or whatever and like all the time you know you go up to the table and they have like the name tags printed and you look for your name and if it's not on it they're like here's the name tag and you write your name on it and it's like that's the end of the inquiry you know so like security is not super tight at these type of events generally i mean unless you have like a really fancy speaker or something so i think for the most part if you just show up and are opportunistic you could get into the best parts anyways um or you know like you could meet all the people you could just go to the adjacent hotel bar and like meet all the people you wanted to meet anyways yeah that's fair i think i think the last one i went to you had like a qr code on your lanyard they scanned when you came in or something but like qr again, code <laughs> you, yeah well yeah. internet retailers yeah. <laughs> um nerd emoji yeah. um but yeah if, you know something like a ticketing system like that but but again like if craig's taking the early flight home you know like then like you know what who what does he care you yeah, know like there should be a system um, for that that like D- dia has a <laughs> that sounds so sketchy right in this podcast episode dia has a so denver international airport there's a train going to it and it's a nine dollar ticket to get on the train and it's like good for the day right so you could ride that train back and forth between the airport and Union Station like all that whole day, basically, or maybe it was for several hours. Um, and so I have tried numerous times to hand it to somebody who's leaving the airport to get on the train, you know, and like people are so weird about it. They're like, what? I don't understand. No, I- I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, trying to frame yeah, them for some <laughs> I feel bad, but like it's it's not like a punch card. They don't like scan it and it's clear you used it or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So <laughs> they, they don't have facial recognition software no. at play here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to do a solid to like a you know, tourist visiting the city, but they just are like super 
con- confused. Maybe I look homeless or something. <laughs> but like, um, long story short, I can imagine that happening if you were Craig and you're like, hey, hey, man, I got this lanyard. Uh, I give it to you real cheap. <laughs> like you'd be like, oh, no, Craig got kicked out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just envisioning you leaving the conference like with in handcuffs with some, like sec- some like rent a security guys, you know, by the arm. Like, I swear I'm Craig. I'm Craig. Drink tickets you know? like coming out of my pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I agree, though. I think that they're very, especially for the bigger ones, they're very creative approaches if you're trying to um, not pay the full amount and certainly in your own town like you you know pick and choose if there's a big conferency part and you want to participate but you know when it commits to the the money or the time for the whole thing like try to uh, slide into the happy hours and stuff yeah i mean i i think one of the biggest things and you just alluded to it is just the value of planning in this. Um, I know one of the big conferences that I would be most likely to go to the one that was, uh, I missed out on last year, like rotates like locations. It was in Austin last year. It's in Philly this year. And like, uh, you know, if with a little bit of patience and some strategy, like I could probably catch it on a year where it's near some place that I can stay, you know, uh, like crash with someone that I know to do it more affordably. Like, you know, if I only go every three or four years, like that's probably okay. Um, for that particular one, especially if I'm, you know, um, balling on a budget, you know, like, um, so there's some benefits to that or just the planning on the mic, uh, the, the micro level of just like spending the most, you know, the time while you're there most effectively. Um, even if that doesn't include like tickets to, you know, capital C conference, um, but all the other extracurricular stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, to that point, like to not even go into the conference point, I, um, you know, just mentioned that thing about, uh, Walker going to a conference in Boston and he, you know, he initially said, hey, why don't you see if there's any conferences that they're having in Boston that you'd be interested in going to the same week, which like the odds of that are not great. Yeah. <laughs> but like at the same that's, time. That's sweet of him yeah, to think that would happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, he, he's an optimist, that one. Um, but I also didn't look because I was like, nah, I mean, it's better for me to just work during the day. And then, you know, like if there's a, if there's things after a conference, then yeah, I'd go to those and meet people on network, but getting to maintain when, you know, you're, you're nine to five, like getting all the work done, you would normally get done during the day and still getting the benefit is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys get to go out and explore the town, like, you know, in in the evenings or if if it laps over a weekend or something, that's awesome. Yeah. it, It makes sense. They can be used really strategically and and Airbnbs make things so cheap. Like I mentioned, I stayed in a $45 Airbnb in Fort Collins the other day. Um, it was just a guest bedroom in some dude's house. So, you know, like there's – if you want to go if, – if something's valuable or you get invited or you feel like, you know, somebody is expecting or would benefit by seeing you there or something, uh, you know, go out on a limb and just like do it on the cheap and you won't feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, I think 
we'll talk in a future episode about like education and that's a component of the conference thing. But like most of what, you know, you can do that very easily remote now. Um, one of the things that's difficult is just the human interaction and meeting people and like, uh, the face to face stuff. And, and that doesn't necessarily require a ticket if, you know, uh, if, if you can navigate it well, um, <laughs> I don't know well, if cool. we just talked ourselves out of going to conferences or what, but no, I mean, I'm still I, you going know, to Toronto. So yeah, I was really bummed I didn't get to go to the one in Austin last year because that's that was one I wanted to go to, and like <laughs> I even tempted my wife to go with me with Waco. With Chip, <laughs> Chip and Joanna Gaines was on the table, oh, and man. she was like, "Meh," and I was like. Oh. I, I feel like I'm making the ultimate, like yeah. I get that she doesn't want to go to a paperclip conference, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, sure, like, sure, sure. Uh-huh. But, like, but like Chip and Jojo. Yeah. Like, come on. That's like, a yeah, that's a, that's surprising to me. Well, I, I sweeten the deal, but no takers. Yeah. So I'll, I anyways. will basically go anywhere for less reason than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> uh, good, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> good talking to you, brother. Yep. You as well. Talk to you later. All right. We'll see it. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts. 